Hello, everybody. Welcome to Wombat Radio. Today, we're with. How do you pronounce the name of your work? At Y. Okay. Underscore. At underscore oh, Y. Y. That's, That's what I, I was, yeah, yeah, searching for. I just, yep. I was thinking just why. And are you an ensemble or a collective or a team or a tribe or a mob or a gaggle or what are you? What are you? We're taking the form of collective yeah. at the moment. Mm. We come together collectively. <laughs> All from different kind of disciplines and yeah, yeah. perspectives. Okay, mm. cool. I want to ask you what you're doing as a collective. So, initially, this collective started as three graduate QT students who finished uni and had no idea how we could keep dancing and keep sharing what we know. Yeah. So we came together and we're like, let's find some space and let's do something. We didn't know what initially. And then... Yeah, I think um, I... Um, Nadia um, had, uh, had always wanted to um, explore uh, the topic of, you know, what it is to be a woman um, and had sort of previously, like, done stuff throughout uni where I'd, you know, used Brianna and, and Laura at times and we'd worked together and, you know, I think... It was pretty obvious when we came together that we were going to run with this idea of okay, what does it mean to be a woman, and why does it, and why do we see it that way, and um, does it have to be that way, and how can we, how can we just explore this topic and really unpack it and unpack ourselves? I think as well. I mean, yeah, we yeah. took it really personally, and we like looked at our own stories and times when we felt that we had to meet expectations or when we tried to create expectations or, um, yeah, so we just took those personal stories mm. and formulated how that fits into the life of other people as well. Yeah, just on a broader level too, how, yeah. that, how that relates to um, a broader audience. And, yeah, I think definitely interesting looking at, you know, when we look at our experiences, we all, we're all very different people, which I think is kind of interesting as well. Like even in uni, we were all very yeah. different people. So then when we came together to form this collective, when we came together collectively, it was, it was, we had, a, I don't know, I think we had a lot of pretty intense discussions because we had a lot of different views. Um, and I think that nutting it out, even though it took long, like a long time, very, very long time. And it was a lot. Of, it, it was a lot of really just kind of soul searching in a, in a way. Sometimes I think it really caused yeah. us to reflect. Um, but I think, yeah, having done that for a little while now, it's really starting to like cement um, yeah, our I ideas think, about it. Yeah, I think we'll be able to refine what we are really wanting to work on eventually. Like it's only been what, a year and a bit now mm. that we've been sort of working with the idea. And it's been quite broad, so I think the more we do it and do the further developments, we'll find a, a pinpoint and we go, yeah, that's what our work's about. I think at the moment it's still like, we've got all of these things that we want to put in and we haven't like pinpointed something yet, mm. really. And is it the sort of thing that you came together to 
keep dancing and then this concept emerged or I, I think we came together to keep dancing but it was the thing that we all were very passionate about yeah and it made us move away from dancing for dancing's sake and we we could tell a story and we could engage with people on a level that's external to really nice shapes and movement which we love doing mm -hmm. but it just gave us a little bit more depth and scope yeah which i think you need in the like the level that we're at to like this emerging artist level you, if you came in with just shapes and nice things that's one thing but i think it's nice to have a a bit more of a concept and a topic yeah personality mm -hmm. to your work that we can show everyone and is it this is it for you that there's an there's a process of asking a question but not with your words or something but with your bodies or like why is dancing useful to ask this question or has it been Ooh. yeah it's an interesting question because I think our natural instincts have been to speak really, a lot of the time. Yeah, super literal responses to the question. Yeah. So this most recent development, we've tried to push away from the literal yeah. response. And how can we encourage like a kind of a response without actually having to verbally kind of push people to do that, a certain thing as well? Yeah. Which is really interesting. Because I think that is really what is so compelling about dance is that it connects when done well. <laughs> when it's a miracle. When it's a, it yeah. connects to the audience um, on a different uh, a different level, I would say. Like it connects physically and emotively. Yeah. Um, so there's that um, empathy that you feel. Um, without really knowing exactly necessarily what it is, like what yeah. the full story is, but you feel it. Yeah, and, and somehow in words you're trying to answer the question. Yeah. Like when you get propos propositioned a question in language, if you answer in language, then the default is to try and find an answer, a resolve, an end point. Mm -hmm. Whereas dancing seems more generative than that. And I think as well, um, People will find their own truth in the dance. Um, people can find their own truth in words as well. Not to say that, I mean, like, you know, you only have to listen to politicians speak or, you know, have different interpretations of the Bible, for instance. But um, I think, I don't know, for me, it's uh, when you interpret dance, it's like your own truth and... Um, usually that's a deeper, more reflective truth. Are you nervous? <laughs> she just hit religion and politics. Yeah, it's like I don't know where going I'm really <laughs> existential, okay, guys? I think really deep. Okay. We can, we can scratch it, I feel like. No, yeah. I think it's useful to keep I think there. there's something about coming at it from many different perspectives, like, for me, I I felt a bit like the um, the bower bird or something on the capital of the cow, or you know, like the little fish that attaches itself to the sharks. Because for mm -hmm. me, I came into it very much like I was in second year uni. 
I was going over to Europe to just do some workshops and learn more, and then I met up with these girls. And I was <laughs> the like, sharks. The sharks, yeah, yeah. the sharks. They were a little bit vicious. <laughs> In the best way possible, you know? Like, And then, because I think uh, talking to them, they kind of, we kind of talked about how, um, I don't know, visual art and music, that kind of stuff, it all helps to create this sort of, <laughs> I don't know, this whole feeling, this atmosphere. And I think that was a major aspect of why um, it's kind of taken form in a kind of an immersive installation sort of show. Mm. Yeah. Do you mm. want to talk about the show? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah. Is, it, is it finished? No, I mean, it's no, sold out. No, it's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> How did that even happen? They were like, oh, you've got 17 tickets left. And then they're like, no, it's sold. Oh, now it's Only sold 17. Sold. Oh, yeah, sorry, 17 sold. All yeah. of a sudden sold last um, It's no, I don't, I don't, it's definitely not finished. I think it's. It's still evolving, but I'm really. Evolving. Not to say that what we have got is not pretty awesome. Mm. And there's always ideas that, like, you want to keep you want to use but they just not don't have a place in the current work so we've got all these other things that we've sort of played with that aren't necessarily in it so it's like i don't know is it going to evolve into like a 48 hour work or is it just durational cut <laughs> and paste bits and yeah. end up somehow i don't know is it ever finished? a lot of the yeah well that's true it's a good question how's your ever? hierarchy like what do you within mean? us <laughs> i'm the boss no, no. <laughs> clearly all um, <laughs> It's, it's actually been really challenging yeah. because like we're all quite headstrong and we know what we want and sometimes what we want is opposite to what someone else has pictured so I think there's times when we spend like 40 minutes just talking and it's like we just need to get to an answer yeah. but we have to take everyone's and creative like, input yeah it's been a long process but you can tell there's times when someone's like no I really want it to be this and everyone's like yep and then so they kind of take that section of that piece and are like directing it which is another challenge that we've faced is because we've all kind of been in, in, in it yeah. it's really hard to observe how it's being read externally oh yeah in the blokes project it's just josh and i talking about our feelings <laughs> yeah yeah it I gets feel, a lot to i that. feel like that was something yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah, somehow trusting that and how sense. like and how definitely and then when you have an outside eye and they give you some some feedback and you're like, you that's so hear not it. what we felt. No yeah. way, shut up, don't tell us that. That's not what we were going for. So yeah. it's like, yeah, or like one of us will step out and view it and then we have to try and put go back into it with the same, but then you've experienced something different yeah. than being in it. Yeah. That has been very challenging. <laughs> and not to sound like stereotypical or anything, but we are women and we do like to talk a lot. You just don't hide what our piece is about, Linda. And we're talking about what it means to be a woman, you know, and um, what it means in our place, like how we feel society conditions certain Mm -hmm. aspects of who we are, you know. Yeah. So how do you, how do you decide, um, like, how to present yourself and place yourself and hold yourself and uh, in a way that is reaching towards a change that you want to see rather than like some some kind of protest that feels good but won't actually make any totally yeah that's been a real thing for us um 
because, I mean, we, we feel like the work at the moment is pretty relevant considering all the recent attention towards, you know, the Me Too movement, the stand, what is it, uh, Time's Up movement. And, and so that, I think, has given us, like, a bit of confidence um, because it takes confidence, I think, to speak about something, particularly as women. You know, we don't want to see... Uh, we don't want to be perceived as, you know, victimising ourselves or um, whining or whinging or whatever. Um, yeah. And we also really wanted to be cautious of not um, man-hating or, you know, being yeah. this kind of... Um, and sometimes it is a very fine line um, with with that. And mm. even, you know, if you're trying to take a feminist view when you're... When you're starting to present a stereotype in your piece, you kind of defy what you're trying to yeah. show. Yeah. So it was a, really a struggle for us to be clear about, okay, yes, we're presenting these stereotypes, but it's in order to kind of flip that on its head. Um, and just, so basically, to describe the work a little bit, what we've done is, um, as Laura was saying, we've often come from this literal point and so then we've layered that so that it kind of reaches this point of absurdity. Um, and then in, in doing that, we question what really is absurd. So is this reality absurd? You know, the corset is, this... is pretty absurd. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like how There's so that. many things that are absurd, so many double standards that are absurd uh, and outdated, yeah. but actually are still around yeah. and totally are, but we just, we just accept that that's the way things are. See, there's a... A Canada Dry ad, which is dealing with that, where there's like all these dudes drinking beer, and his mate looks really worried, and he's like, "What's wrong?" At the pub, and he's like, "I don't like beer," <laughs> <laughs> and everyone hears him. And but there's, and so somehow this Canada Dry must be, I don't know, some other kind of alcohol. Yeah, it's yeah. like a. But like they're a, like flipping yeah. the yeah. expectation in order to sell their other product. Yeah. So there's also okay. that in there. Yeah, I think the way that we've like tried to evoke change I guess like you were saying is by using so when we flip it to the absurd it becomes quite funny mm. so we're using humor mm. to sort of engage that audience easier like so that then they walk away and they have this like light-hearted feel but have still been addressed with some yeah. serious self-reflection yeah. so it's not like yeah. yelling at someone you're, you're talking to them calmly giving it to them and then letting them think about it rather than trying to like force our opinions onto yeah. the audience I guess and like the way that they empathize through humor hopefully I think or most of the time <laughs> maybe it activates some sort of response from the audience as well yeah. our experience with yeah. it has been that yeah that, that has, has been yeah so I, I have a question about yeah. feminism Sure. Oh, let's go. Sure. <laughs> go for it. Um, for the members of the cast who've seen The Blokes Project that I have been working on with Joshua Thompson. Yeah. Is that a feminist piece? Yes. I would say yes, yeah. it is. It's challenging uh, gender stereotypes in a way that is um, supporting um, individuality and um, everyone having the same right to emotion and, um, you know, being themselves, basically, which is what I believe that, I mean, if you want to break it down, out of what we're running with at the moment is third wave feminism, which is basically supporting individuality yeah. and, the, and the idea that, you know, you can be yourself. Um, and I think it's so important now, particularly with um, things like social media, 
where we have this false presentation of ourselves or this um, romanticized version of our lives. Um, and people see that and take that as a reality, but actually it's not, it's impossible ideals. Um, and those impossible ideals aren't only placed on women, they're also placed on men. Yeah. We are all women, so we are coming at it from the perspective of women, yeah. but yeah. those ideals are placed on men. Yeah. And it, that is what feminism is as well. It's not only looking at women. Yes, it, it, it's, it's saying that women don't have to be like this and men don't have to be like this. There's no right or wrong on how to be a woman or a male or whatever gender you would like to yeah. identify with. There's no right or wrong. So I think if you came at it from a male's perspective, it still has the same effect. Yeah. I haven't seen the works. So I and would it, comment on I, it. I, then I have a question about making a show. Mm -hmm. And if it would have been, like what you would have done if someone was like, actually, you're going to have to do a social media campaign instead of a show and mm. like the how you could like <laughs> twist the romanticized version of the presentation of self in that regard it's, and like still like have a switch at the end like a yeah it's i think some people do that already online you see all yeah. those pictures of like the i remember seeing one of like this girl in the in the, on the beach lying in the um, sand and like the waves hitting her and she's in this like yoga pose looking all lovely and then the next photo is her getting like smashed by the wave. <laughs> yeah. Like expectation versus reality. Yeah. Like what you see on the image and you go, oh, that's so cool. And then what actually happened? Yeah. So I think people are already sort of doing that. I think that's probably what we do. That's what we're if we riffing were on, yeah. Doing we're totally it. looking at the, the women and the yeah. people. Do you that put selfies on your Instagrams? Let's have a look. Personally, yeah, have definitely yeah, got some. I've probably got a I think and I have one. What are one. they? What kind of aesthetic are they aspiring towards? Uh, I think I have one selfie, and it's like, is it being informed, like, by the conversations is around the show? Selfie only of my face. No, or it can be. It? I guess it can be of anything. I don't know, but I know when I take a selfie. If I'm taking it for <laughs> my girlfriend, I'm really like trying to channel love through my face that's a stupid <laughs> thing to say and I'm not putting that on public because there are people that I don't want to Just experience that, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if I'm taking but if I if there's some kind of photo of me that I'm that's going public I think about what do I think about do I look like something that someone would aspire either to be or to be around or to be with I think that's like my driving primal desire for like prestige through selfies. Yeah, yeah I think no. you, you like label yourself and you're like, okay, I want to be like this in the, and yeah. does my photo look like that? So that someone picking it up can look at it and go, oh, that girl looks like fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She looks really like, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. She looks what you want to be like. like you know, and don't really, yeah. I don't know, my recent one is, I have a picture of me wearing a skirt that has was a dress and was a shirt and has been recycled oh, into a skirt so I want to look super sustainable and eco-friendly so also I guess cute. I show people that because I'm like look at me I'm doing this yeah totally. and I think it's also like a question of like well is it is it me or is it the image that I just want to portray because I mean for me I live in like a near a beach community so I'm beach, beach yeah. community like yeah so I'm constantly like doing yeah like I'm you're the beach girl yeah and, and I hope it's like, well it's not like I seek out the beach and take photos of myself no. there it's that it's 
that it's part of my environment, you know. Yeah. You yeah. wear crystal necklaces. Yeah, because I'm cute. Yeah. I'm sustainable, ego friendly, but cute. <laughs> <laughs> Still cute. It's <laughs> not in there. So take good. That out. Take, take that out. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. Uh, and what do you think that is doing to you to do this show, to make this experience? What do we think this process is doing to us? Mm. It's made me think so much. Like it's mm. been like that's like even now just sitting here and like listening. I was like just taking it all in and I, I think about the things that I do and I'm like, that is so ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. What's a really ridiculous like, thing? Like, I don't know, like I... Not having long hair in 35 degree heat? Yeah. Heck yeah. Why? And, I, and I'm so conscious that I do things that I do still want to succumb to this. Like I am not the ideal woman. This is the what? thing. Mm. I know, get out. Like <laughs> I'm trying to... What do you mean? Who and is then, Laura? But I think this process is good because I I think especially in this day and age it's really hard to find your true self and to stick with it because there are all these bombarding questions. Yeah, I think it's a reality check really. Yeah. I think that I mean it's hopefully seeing the work as a reality check and definitely the process for me has been a reality check in like um once you start calling out all of these labels and things that we like subconsciously are trying to achieve um, mm. it's kind of and you notice the ridiculousness of it it's a pressure off yeah, your shoulders you feel like, like it's easier when you're doing it too yeah. take a boomerang of me oh god I'm so lame yeah. that's literally life Life is a boomerang. No, like, do it. Oh, this is so lame. Like, you feel like an idiot doing it because you're talking about this topic and how stupid it is, but then you're like, well, now it's on my Instagram. Doing the movement several times (laughs) over and over, even though you know that that's exactly what the camera's going to do. And this might seem a bit out of context, but, like, I had a pretty serious thing happen to me about a month ago. Mm. I was working at a festival, like a music festival, and I was spiked and I had to be hospitalised and I basically had put myself in a situation where I didn't have the agency to over my body and over that situation and that kind of, um, yeah, I guess through this process of being in the show I've become more invested as well because I've realised that it's an opportunity for, I guess, our own personal stories to come out and realise that you know, you just have to have the voice and agency to say, okay, this is, I'm, I'm conditioned to feel a certain way and maybe mm. I can ch- have the power to change that. Yeah. And I think that was really, yeah, it's been quite an empowering journey for me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That shit's fucked up. Yeah. 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 And I, but I think it's also, well, well, that's one of four. And I think that's pretty realistic statistics. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I think that's why we make the work and if we can empower people then that is my goal achieved. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, so what happens in the show? Or the installation or the social it's, media campaign? Or? It's like these little vignettes <laughs> of 
of things. Revelation. <laughs> of of these character these characters emerge. These yeah. Uh, it's yeah. it's super interactive. Yeah, we looked at times when you we like explored times when you like felt like you were being a woman correctly mm-hmm. and then times when you felt like you weren't and when so you we failed like, at being a yeah, woman yeah so we like play on those sorts of things and stretch them to the extremes like oh what should girls not do like oh girls should sit with their legs crossed girls should do that yeah. so we've played with the opposition opposition yeah, the completely and there's this <laughs> ominousant voiceover that Telling us what to do, but it's not really a it's not really a voice. Yeah. No, but there are there are ramifications. Completely. Not doing the thing. And it starts at this, like I was saying before, it starts at this obedient, normal place. And as the as the obligations become more impossible as they are, um, it abstracts to this wild, crazy place, and then it comes back. And then we the like first wave feminism was that kind of suffragettes kind of situation yeah and second wave was then like angry people with dreadlocks in the street hating men yeah and now third wave is bad girl feminism that's why girly girly yeah bad girl it's an interesting it's a really interesting topic like quite effeminate and attractive as a feminist in third wave yeah yeah so you can in any wave of feminism i i i don't have to grow your armpit hair out to be and become a lesbian that's not what it is ever i really struggle with this term and and i know that nadia and i sometimes conflict because i'm like we haven't had a lot of discussions i am not a feminist and i (laughs) I believe in these every time she says that like i just i'm not gonna get into a debate about it now because (laughs) 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 we really Similar views, very similar views. It's just the roundabout way of it being explained in society. Like society. Are there people that are doing this really well that you look up to, like um, girl MCs or like MIA yeah. or people? I don't know. Hannah Bronte has got her work downstairs yeah. in the gallery. Like oh, she's a bit yeah. of a boss in amazing. my mind. That, that's yeah. amazing down yeah, there. I love that. We actually do look at. I think for us as well, like trying to make it funny was really difficult, but we loved it, and I think that's when we connected yeah. most. I'm looking at all the comedy. We we saw an ABC. Oh yeah, growing up gracefully. <laughs> growing up gracefully is <laughs> hilarious. Two sisters and they're comedians, and one follows this old school like 1920s book on how, how to, to be grow a lady. up gracefully and be a lady, uh-huh. and the other one follows social media uh-huh. and like common trends. Ten ways to score a guy on a date like all those like blog yeah. things and they literally do it they go out and she like goes to June <laughs> Deli Watkins and all of that the other girl goes and gets Botox and that was quite a bit of an inspiration at the beginning because it's it's hilarious watching them both navigate it differently in the same time and it's yeah it was achieving a similar thing which we were which is like how um, stupid it is that you do all of these yeah things. how the ridiculousness of it yeah um tell me if this is inappropriate because I understand that I might be inappropriate. <laughs> but the sexy, unsexy thing you're talking about, yeah. it seems to actually be a thing that attractive girls can do. Mm. And I wonder if that's approached in the work that actually you're all pretty attractive in the term of like how to present oneself as a woman yeah and if if that has been discussed and broken down about like okay what about the people who have to try really hard 
just to get treated as a lady or something? Well, or? I think it's also part of our position as people that move and dance. Like, I mean, we are we have to have a certain level of competence and confidence to actually put something out there and be vulnerable and be asked to be watched. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. I think yeah, it's an interesting, especially taking on the the sexy role. We had a couple of issues. Because you Just, don't want to say that you can't be sexy because if someone chooses to be sexy, that is totally their decision. And, and that's great. And if they feel comfortable with that, that's fine as well. But So I, you can't put that on a pedestal and be like, being sexy is wrong. Because it's not. If you want to be sexy, live your dream. But don't do it for anyone else. Do like, it for yourself. I don't know. It's And we looked at like unsexy things that all women have to do. Like, like get a pap smear. Yeah. Yeah, get a yeah, pap yeah. smear. Like put on jeans, yeah. like stuff Hard that no, no matter. <laughs> <laughs> girls don't poop, new yeah, editions. Girls don't poop. <laughs> yeah. Was that going to be a title at one stage? <laughs> I friend Georgia Pierce who's, yeah. who's keen to go with girls don't poop so keep an eye out for that um, yeah look and I think as well yeah I know I see what you're saying is like well you know if, if they're attractive and you know, like why do they think they can say that or something but I, oh, no, and I guess I it's how you know. feel too like you feel unsexy when you do a lot fun yeah I think it's the realism of it that is yeah. and also we do we go to this grotesque place so it comes from a, a Maybe if we, we do take on this like sexy effeminate, uh, effeminate um, well, persona, and yeah. then it and then it, but also at the same time we take on sort of grotesque, very unattractive images. So I think it's in that sense it's saying you know it's all like that is all of us. That's you know you can have this sexy side, but also part of everyone is these things that we do. We get pap smears. We yeah. girls poo like. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I guess I'm thinking about the tradition of strong women being super attractive and then having a wild side that they click into and dominate and I'm thinking about like Wonder Woman or the women from Game of Thrones or whatever like mm-hmm. no one's actually um, you know birth of the mechanic <laughs> every one of those women that society says have the Permission. She's a model to be and really an strong somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Model yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is what I. This is what I, think yeah. I was trying to yeah. ask yeah. about. But I think yeah. that's. Okay. I think that's what we're talking about in the piece is that these expectations are unrealistic okay. and ridiculous. And maybe don't fit anyone. And don't yeah. fit anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that. Yeah. And are absurd. Ideal for every yeah. single person that is alive, whether you are male or female, whether you. I don't know, yeah. or a dancer or not a dancer, like you just can't reach these points. Is that different in the context of transsexuality or transgender where somebody, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, if you haven't dealt with this, then we shouldn't probably talk about I it. I would be, I'm not, yeah. like, ed- not that I'm not educated enough, but yeah, I don't yeah. have enough personal it's not experience. Initial, no, yeah, or exactly. anyone else that I know closely, I don't think I've. Yeah. But yeah. also, I think that the third wave feminism and what we're talking about is mm. encouraging individuality mm-hmm. so if somebody wants to embrace a part of themselves mm. then there's the freedom to do yeah. that and what have you found about individuality and community being able to both be strong instead of like you do you and I'll do me we still have to do 
our, like ourselves as a group that support each other and I wonder how, how that coexists. Yeah, I, it, we found that hard physically. We, we did have a, 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 in our last development this, this idea of support and yeah. a lot of um, images of bringing someone up yeah. when they're down, mm -hmm. um, which, can, which is definitely lost. Um, not like not in our totally piece, but I mean, just like as it, like within oh in society, society. Yeah. Yeah. depending yeah. on who you're friends with. If you have great friends, then you know you're fine. Yeah. Um, it's and sometimes it's not a matter of like, I mean, sometimes we can do our best to protect someone or something like that, and things still happen. You know what I mean? And it's still um, uh, some things you can't necessarily control and even if you are very much embraced by your community and I think that's something that um, I don't know I think this show kind of touches on a little bit because we can try and be supportive but then there are still aspects where we do uh, just need to do your own yeah, do you yeah uh, then I wonder if you've gotten on to the point about how it's all gonna shift mm. So I think about the roles and like the roles we're all talking about, I imagine, is being like young mm. and able mm. and without children mm -hmm. and without dependents. Mm. And eventually one day, I hope, I will become and have to play and facilitate the role of a father of a an offspring. performance of manhood will have would to shift, become yeah. something else. Is that something you're up to yet or that's like well, part two? I, I think it's really interesting what Kate said down at the farm at Bare Bones like suddenly for women when they go through motherhood they realise that their body is so much more powerful like it's a whole vessel that can encapsulate this whole other life and I think that aspect of youth isn't quite touched on because it's kind of like no I want to make sure that my body is as hairless as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't appreciate this womanly mothering like or womanly aspects that I might look at in the future as something that was really and that is really beautiful, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we've really looked we at that sort of thing. Yeah. Not we're, we're going from our experiences and so yeah. obviously we're not in that I'm experience. Yeah, so no, definitely. it's definitely an interest it's something that is very interesting and we have discussed, you know, um, like the pressure that people put on women to, oh, don't you want kids? Why don't you want kids? Like, well, you know, like you should want them. Or this, like I mean, that. even at this early stage, it's the pressure to line up our lives We've according to according to having children and things like that. We have discussed, but it's not something that is apparent in the work yet, yeah. purely because we don't feel like we yeah. have. There could be future developments, you know, yeah. with more with the different artists. We were kind of thinking about like how you guys in the Bloats project kind mm. of involved with the rural community. We want another other opportunities to actually be talk amazing to, to research really, and really um, yeah. yeah go yeah. like listen to all of the yeah. experiences and even varied. people in high schools, teenagers. Yeah, well. we were thinking yeah. like doing this, <laughs> making like a kids version. Um, more as an inspiring thing to be like, you know what, like, I can do what I need to do. And I have a little sister, so it's really great because she's going through all the things that I've been through with social media and 
posting pictures and like what you look like mm. and having a boyfriend. And um, how old are you all? Are you all really young? Um, I'm 22. I'm 23. Okay. 21. 20. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like you. One, I two, finished. Three. <laughs> One, two, three. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I finished high school before YouTube. So this yeah. is like a different generation. Yeah. And then you're talking about your sister. And, and you were like, when I grew up and I had to work through social media, I was like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. We had this thing called ICQ, which was just text, and you could randomly text chat with people on the yeah. other side of the world. And no one <laughs> had a fast enough internet connection yeah. to um, send pictures. Great. So it was all, all just text. You could be anyone. Yeah. You could make up an entire yeah. different thing. Yeah. And you never used your real name. Yeah. And I think that it's something that... It's happening right now that, again, older generations don't understand and younger yeah. generations are sort of dealing with all of these, like they're bombarded with these images, these expectations. But are you guys too old to understand? I don't think they're too old to understand at all. No. I'm with teenagers, like I teach them dance and they come in and like the other day... I still think I'm a teenager. You know, they talk about I see them take their pictures of themselves, I see what they do on their Facebook and I'm just like, what are you doing? And I try and give them my little... <laughs> advanced knowledge tip and they're just like shut up yeah. like, just as I would at that age as well yeah. so it would be interesting to like explore how it could get um, through to their heads yeah. yeah we have a, a moment in the work uh, or a section of the work that um, explores the topic of like what is a well, we've gone from the perfect body to what is a functional body. So we explore yeah. the idea it's of my favorite, having... Like, <laughs> yeah. My favorite absurdity in the piece is just like, you could, you could want to be really skinny, but like imagine if you had wings, like that would be sick. Like you're aspiring for these things that are just as ridiculous as asking for a pair of wings on, the, yeah. on your back. Like, yeah. Mm. Having retractable... Extendable arms. Extendable arms. <laughs> extendable arms. Oh, or like hair. Hair that could turn into an umbrella. So we're how unfunctional these desires that we... Yeah, why would you want long legs when you could have legs that could extend out and then retract back in again? Like, what, what is actually... <laughs> what is actually... Um, desirable. Desirable, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Which is applicable to, you know, anyone. Yeah, uh, yeah completely. Uh, that's, and that's, like, a little bit more accessible because I think we do come from this modern-age woman... Teen and sort is of there something approach. in there about the like the equality of all peoples, even like how in developing countries and the sweatshops that make the clothes that go into Kmart that we buy for four dollars are quite often women, young women or we haven't really looked that's into a different that. that's something yeah. that so I would really love going to go into. Yeah, yeah, and I do, I, I actually, we've talked about it, how it is. This is like girl power feminism. Yeah, well, we are coming right, at right. it, it's because it's coming from our personal experiences, right. it is, and which is why it's been a, yeah, a it difficult at times. Like, a young, well, like, I guess privileged. Yeah, um, we live in Australia. Like, yeah, privileged, yeah. you know, we've, white we've been to school. females. <laughs> we're like, we're not really have, that hard. Yeah, but it's not this, hard done by which is why it's been hard sometimes uh, to really convey that actually there is still an issue here. Yes, we may be privileged in all of these ways, but can we can still easily work on yeah. these these inequalities because a lot of us aren't happy. Like, yes, we're privileged, but we're not happy, and you can see that from yeah. you know statistics of depression and like people uh, with body image issues and things like that. Yeah. So it's why does why have we why are we so privileged 
but we're not happy. It's yeah. because of these unattainable ideas. And, like there's this. Um there's this kind of role in some movies that's called like the Manic Pixie Dream Girl and it's basically the girl that the director has invented that comes in that changes the male protagonist's life and then comes out and she's supposed to be happy by kind of changing things but in reality these girls exist and sometimes things don't work out for them because you know they are very giving and they don't Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the power's left with the man that they've assisted. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. also coming from a point of privilege. Like, um, but I think it's finding those girls out there, or um, or people that identify in society, and presenting this work to them. You know. Yeah. Cool. Is there any epiphanies you've had in life or dancing that you want to finish on, or anything that you remind yourself of? I think, um, in a general sense, I've, uh, particularly making this work, um, it's uh, the power of art and the power of um, dance, I guess, for us, but art in general, to um, give people a different perspective and reflect on the way they perceive the world. And even if you can't work out the answers, actually just... Just to to reflect. Just put the seed there and just let them wander because I think that's... If you can do that and you've made someone think about something new, it just, like, creates all these neural pathways, like, in all their knowledge. Yeah. And something will come to surface, whether it's now, if it's in five years. Mm. And Um, it's it's encouraging that empathy and that compassion, I think, that is going to be helpful in any and maybe society. inspiring a whole other generation of women or something or other group in the community that feel empowered through humor and kind of um, yeah. yeah people daring to talk about this stuff cool. we're just talking about it through dance thanks everyone thanks. thank you yeah. Yeah.